Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to a Brawl Network and Eagles Brawl podcast. This is the Kelly Green Show. And you know what underdogs is? It's a hungry dog. Here's your host, Football Kelly. Welcome back to the Kelly Green Show. I am your host, Football Kelly. The the only silver lining to being absolutely destroyed by the Cowboys is that maybe it will spark some changes this coming offseason. The Eagles limped into the playoffs at 9-7 and the past two seasons and only beat one starting quarterback this season. The roster has been getting older and the injuries have piled up as a result of that. When your team manages to be the worst in a historically bad division like the Eagles were this year in the NFC East, changes must be made. I've already talked so much about what could and should happen on this uh, podcast, but since our playoff hopes have been officially dashed, we're going to take a break from that on this episode of the Kelly Green Show. One fun escape for the Eagles fans this season has been our fantasy football teams, because at least with those, we did not need to depend on Howie Roseman's draft decisions. My next guest knows a ton about fantasy football. He's a fantasy football and NFL analyst at ESPN and one of the hosts of ESPN Fantasy Focus podcast, Pennsylvania's very own Mike Clay. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Mike. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I dressed for the part two. This wasn't intentional, but I just realized I'm uh, being a, a true work from home American wearing sweatpants right now. I have my Eagle sweatpants on. I have my trust the po- uh, process sweatshirt on. So uh, I'm good for the Philly podcast. I'm ready to go. And uh, look, I, I can also feel your your frustration and your angst with the Eagles. And I totally get it. I grew up an Eagles fan. I grew up uh, at Veteran Stadium. I used to go down uh, with Gold Glove Sports Tours. If you know locals are listening, they may recognize that company. Um, and used to, you know, just grew up down there. And we used to get there so early. We parked on the railroad tracks a few blocks down from the stadium. Uh, and I used to, I used to be there so early that they weren't even, you know, the radio, uh, you know, I used to do the 610 WIP right across the street from the, the vet and there was no one there. I would just walk around by myself uh, down empty blocks when it was just super quiet and they were still setting that up and just right, you know, memories growing up around the stadium and, and sitting up in the, the upper deck, just going to almost all of the home games. And that's really where my love of football and honestly stats and analysis came from too because I used to sit there with notepads on the bus rides to to and from different sporting events uh you know keeping track of things listening to Merrill Reese on the radio and all that so uh just awesome to just focus in once in a while and and talk Eagles football I love it I I love to uh hear the the passion in your voice uh you know growing up in the area I know that uh, it's hard for some people to understand, but when you get away from Philadelphia, you can really see how different different fan bases are versus uh, what we have going on in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. What we have is really special, and um, so I, I don't question that whatsoever. 
Um, so the, the fantasy football leagues, for the most part, have wrapped up for this season. How many leagues were you in this year, and did you win any? <laughs> uh, I was in an embarrassing amount of leagues because I can't uh, – it's hard to say no, or you kind of – you know, you, you, there's a variety. So, like, I grew up in leagues that are still around, that have been around for 10-plus years. And, of course, there's always industry leagues that I have to join and, and draft and compete in throughout the year. So I was actually in 16 16- – Season wow. or season long slash dynasty drafts, so leagues that I have to track, uh, not including best ball, of course. So um, it, it keeps me busy, but it's my job after all. So it's just part of the process. And you know, winning some of the high high end leagues, I guess, is is always a good uh, feather in in your cap. So I did I did uh, win quite a few. Um, not to pat myself on the back too hard, but won some big industry leagues this year. Always want to win more, but you know, the best thing you can do, and if you play fantasy, is Make the best decisions. Try to have a high point total. Win as many games as you can. Get into the playoffs and uh, and hope for a little bit of luck along the way. So some of my best teams, of course, you know, had a bad game here or there in the playoffs and got knocked out. But overall, uh, won some won some big leagues. So I'm happy for sure. Uh, it's kind of a fun thing to have fantasy football be a career. Like, mm-hmm. what made you you graduated from Cutstown with an accounting degree? You went on to be the director of uh, Pro Football Focus Fantasy back in 2010. So you've been doing this for a while. What motivated you to get into that as a career? And did you ever think that fantasy football could become such a big industry within sports? Uh, no, not, not at the beginning. I mean, I hadn't even really thought about it as a potential career. You know, I, uh, out of, look, I, like I said, I was always into stats and analysis and sports. In fact, a lot of people who knew me growing up, uh, would have predicted this or something along these lines, uh, whether it was working in a front office or, uh, covering sports, it would have made perfect sense based on how I was just a major nerd slash sports nerd growing up. Um, but out of college, you know, I, I got an accounting job, a local accounting job. Luckily, I had free time and I was able to focus on sports. And I did a a blog. I covered Kutztown University sports for a little while. Then I did baseball for about one summer. And I was like, yeah, this isn't my passion. So uh, it became, you know, it kind of turned a football season. And I was really frustrated with kind of the projections that were in the industry at that time. Again, this is uh, about a decade ago. And I thought, eh, I'm going to try and do my own. So a friend of mine started a blog and it just kind of grew from there. And it was really just the grind, you know, working really hard, create, coming up with things that were kind of innovative that kind of launched me uh, into the industry. And then once I started PFF Fantasy, within a few years, we started to charge uh, for subscriptions and people love the product. And, and that was when I realized like, wow, people will, you know, are interested in paying for what we're doing, you know? So that's when it became a, a, a situation where I thought it could be a full-time job and and the kind of the rest is 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 uh, is history for sure. But the growth of the fantasy football industry has been unbelievable. Um, and obviously, a huge shout out to Matthew Barry, uh, my colleague at ESPN, because he has been the face of this industry for the past decade and has just been a terrific ambassador. And he's been a, a big part of why it has grown so well. So, uh, yeah, it's been an awesome ride. Yeah, I, I see, you know, Drew Brees this week talking about how he – won his son his fa- fantasy final because Kamara got six touchdowns. And, you know, you've got Keenan Allen in the semifinal saying, start me. And so, like, these players are just as invested, I think, as, you know, the fan- the fans and the people who-, who love fantasy football. So even if you're having a-, a difficult season as an Eagles fan watching your team, you have these other players, these other outlets where you can still enjoy football and watch some people uh, really shine and, and surprise and create, 
you know, the drama for, for what it's like to be a GM in, in the NFL. So, um, I, like many others, use the ESPN app for fantasy football leagues, and I understand that you have a hand in creating the player projections. So can you talk a little bit about the complexity of that process? Uh, yeah, if you have a few hours. Yeah. <laughs> get into that. Um, yeah, I mean, I am uh, not just a hand. I am the hand. I do all of the projections. So I am fully to blame if you start just based on the projected points and lose. That is on me. So um, yeah, there's, again, there's, there's a lot we can get into. This is a, a project I started again about a, about a decade ago. It was the first thing I did was kind of put depth charts together for the NFL and, and build out projections from there. And I've been uh, essentially building on that ever since that point a decade ago and just continuing every offseason to research and find ways to improve that process. But there's, again, there's a lot of levels to it. Uh, there's obviously the number side, which can, again, that's the part that could take all day getting into how we come up with, uh, you know, how I process like yards per carry projections and um, yards per catch and, you know, team touchdown totals, all that kind of stuff. I can go on and on and on. Um, but the other part of it is just the day-to-day grind. You know, I look at the transactions wire every day and I'm updating everything on my end. Every single day I update uh, the rosters across the league from the superstars, like, you know, maybe like a, 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 a James Robinson is ruled out. We're, we're taping this right after James Robinson was ruled out for the rest of the season, you know, pulling him out of there and adjusting for, uh, you know, the backup running backs and the role they're going to play this week, all the way down to, uh, fifth string defensive tackles, you know, that, that get waived or go on IR, you know, everything matters. Everything can move the needle just a little bit, whether it's a team sack total, which could, you know, tweaking that could adjust, uh, you know, a quarterback's projection for the week, everything kind of works together. So um, you have to love it. You have to have a passion. You have to be willing to, to work on this all year round, constantly adjusting for things. And um, that's, that's really it. It's just a marriage of uh, a lot of effort and, and knowing what to look for, when trying to prognosticate this this very complicated NFL uh, NFL league, and I know that there's some guys like Lane Johnson who are offensive linemen. They would probably love to have a little bit more of uh, action in the fantasy football world, where they don't really get a projection necessarily. Mm-hmm. You see some big boy touchdowns every once in a while. That's kind of fun, but you would never start them in a fantasy football league. Let's be real. How does the hope? the cohesiveness of those units impact your determinations for the success of a quarterback or their skills positions? Yeah, it's definitely tough. Uh, We're still, I want to say at the beginning stages of studying offensive line play, um, you know, our team, uh, our stats and info team at ESPN has created new metrics like pass blocking win rate. They're working on run blocking win rate. And I've been kind of at them a little bit to get more and more access to that data and try to figure out how it correlates to, uh, success, whether it's running the ball or pass protection, you know, we know that pass protection is one of the most important variables in predicting the NFL. I mean, you go if, from a you know player who has a clean pocket compared to a player who has a dirty pocket. I mean, you're talking about the difference between Peyton Manning and Blake Bortles. You know what I mean? That's, right. that's so huge and having all day. And, and, you know, I mean, you know, that's just watching the game. If a quarterback, you know, let's say Carson Wentz or Jalen Hurts drops back to pass, and they're flustered right away. You're, and they start rolling out to the, the wrong door. You know, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts is rolling out to his left or something. You're like, what are the odds this is going to be a big play? Probably not. But if you see him drop back and he has a nice pocket and he steps up into it, you're thinking, here we go. You know, he's going to deliver a 34-yard pass right down the middle. So that is – and it, it correlates with the stats. I mean, that is super important to get that clean pocket. And obviously that was a disaster for the Eagles this season with all the injuries and all the sacks. And, and 
so it, it is important. It's just a matter of finding uh, the ways to assign blame or credit to each of those players and then uh, looking at what the personnel is going to be in a given week or given season and predicting uh, from there. So it's important. Again, we're still in the, the infant stages of, of studying this stuff, but I'm just hoping it grows and grows and grows and we can get a better feel for for uh, the effect. But as for finding a way to use them in fantasy, I don't know. I, I pick <laughs> when I get the PFF. You got to pick a defense, maybe pick an offensive line. That would be fun. <laughs> I know. And I did mention that when I when I first started at Pro Football Focus, I said, look, you guys actually have grades and, and data on offensive lines. We should find ways to utilize this and, and add it to fantasy. But we're not there yet. It's just too hard to yeah. quantify those things. It's just it's too, too subjective to give credit for pancake blocks or sacks right. allowed, stuff like that. It's just tough. Yeah, I hear you. So I'm sure that the pandemic has reduced the amount of times that you've run into people in the streets or otherwise, but I know how fantasy football owners are so invested in their teams and they probably see you in public and say, oh my God, that's Mike Clay. How do they, how do they react? Or do you have any funny stories about people stopping <laughs> you to get advice for their lineups? Um, well, speaking of the pandemic, I don't know if I have a, a super funny one, but uh, speaking of the pandemic, I was on vacation. I still have vacation with my family down at the Jersey Shore. I've been going to stay on the, the Stone Harbor Avalon border since I was a little kid. I don't remember not going there uh, in, in the summer. So um, every year we meet down there. My family, my sister lives in Virginia. My rest of my family lives in Pennsylvania. We kind of just converge there on the Jersey Shore for a week every year. So uh, but this past year, I went, uh, you know, we get there, we unload, and then we go shopping, get some food for the room and stuff. And I had my mask on, and I was shopping, and some guy just knew who I was somehow and started asking me questions. And wow. Talking football. And so I was like, I, th I think maybe you know you made it when someone recognizes you with your mask on, right? Like Definitely. That, <laughs> that seems Definitely. like uh, interesting to me for sure. But uh, yeah, so um, otherwise, I, I don't know if I have anything too funny, I'm, you know, but um that That's was pretty that, funny. That was definitely interesting. I'll take that. Uh, so level <laughs> level with me for a minute. What's the worst advice you've ever given someone? Oh my God! Speaking of needing hours and hours, <laughs> yeah, there's there's uh, always always bumps in the road. Um, I would say you know this year I'll specific to this year. I just tweeted about this yesterday, thinking about good and bad calls. Unquestionably, my worst call this year was fading Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and that that. Uh, that Bill's offense. I mean, you know, based on what we've seen from Brian Dable in the past and what we've seen from Allen and those offenses is just run heavy, low volume, low scoring. And I'm thinking, you know, Stefan Diggs was in a, a high scoring, low volume, run heavy offense in Minnesota last week. It was really not good in fantasy. You know, that might, people might say, what? Well, he was fine. No, he wasn't. He wasn't really good in, in fantasy last year. He was highly efficient, but didn't see much volume and, and wasn't a great uh, fantasy option. So you think he goes to Buffalo, why would it be better? And sure enough, they come out Pass heavy, high volume, uh, scoring a ton of touchdowns. Josh Allen got an unbelievably better from last season to the year before to college. I mean, just his progression has been unbelievable. And I'm happy for him. I was low on him coming into the NFL. I was a miss for sure. Um, but, I mean, I met the kid at the Combine a couple of years ago, and he was awesome. He was great, super humble. And, um, you know, I'm not just saying that either. He was legitimately a nice kid to talk to and, and wanted to work hard and knew – I specifically asked him, I said, you know, you have accuracy issues. You have, you know, we, it's, it's obvious. Everybody knows this. You know, it's not everyone was talking about it at that point. It wasn't a secret. I wasn't like insulting him to his face. Um, and he knew that, you know, he, he he knew that he had things to work on. And he was he was focused that uh, off season on working on his footwork and improving. 
And uh, just shout out to him because, man, did he put the work in and did he get better over these yeah. last three years? And suddenly he's an MVP candidate and he, and he deserves it for sure. So uh, that, that would I would say worst advice is me saying stay away from uh, the Bills passing game this season. And I think a lot of people probably were with you. So uh, respect for at least acknowledging that you, you missed on that one. There's going to be advice that you give along the way of a decade that is not going to be so hot. So we understand. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, if you're in the business of prognostication, you have to go in knowing you're going to be wrong sometimes. It's part of the process. If you go in saying, I'm going to be perfect and get everything right, you're going to be terrible. You're going to be right. terrible. Uh, it's just that simple. I mean, you just have to uh, go in with that and just accept it. Just, you know, rank guys or predict things based on the most likely outcome, certainly for, you know, like a fantasy football draft um, and 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 let the chips fall where they may. Just accept variance, accept it, deal with it and, and go from there. So um, just part of the, part of the deal when you're uh, in prognostication. A lot of people don't understand that, as my Twitter mentions column will. <laughs> But uh, but uh, it is what it is. I really enjoy doing it. So uh, I'll keep at it. I love it. Uh, so we're going to break things up a little bit. I do a segment with my guests called the Kelly Green Lightning Round. Quick questions, quick answers, just to get to know you on a basic level and uh, uh, just see, you know, what your preferences are. So are you ready? Yeah, I don't I don't do uh, as you've probably learned already. I don't do quick answers. Well, so <laughs> That's OK. All right. Morning person or night person? Uh Night person, actually, there's not like right now there's, I'm, you know, peeking at the news wire, keeping an eye on news and and, uh, there's always something going on and distractions at night. You can really focus in and and either work or write or, you know, relax and watch some TV or something like that. I respect it. Texts or phone calls? Ah, come on. You know, I'm a borderline millennial. It's 2020. (laughs) It's it's text for sure. Yeah. Favorite TV show? Oh, now, okay. You're opening up another can of worms. How uh, we, can, we can do this all day, too. Um, you know, I would say, you know, right now I'm watching The Boys on Amazon, which is awesome, Great. awesome show. Um, I think uh, Ted Lasso should be required watching for everyone. Speaking of recent shows and negativity on social media, I mean, why talk about a show that's going to make you want to be a positive person. Quick watch. I definitely recommend that on Apple TV. The reason I'm talking to you right now. What's that? Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. That's exactly right. I forgot about that. So, yeah, that, that's an amazing show. I definitely recommend that. But if I'm if I'm going backward, I think about, uh, you know, we're, we're like in the golden age of TV. And I feel like what sort of started to kick that off, it was the early stages, but started to kick that off was like when I was in high school, college, right after college, was like 24. Uh, that was a big one. In fact, you, you, people now might think, yeah, if I'm on football Twitter, I remember like, uh, Game of Thrones was a show. That's a great one too. Game of Thrones was a show. Whenever it was on, people kind of came together on Twitter and talked about oh, yeah. it. What was going on? You constantly. But before that, it was actually 24, and then when Twitter was just starting, um, and football Twitter was starting to build, everyone watched 24 together. So I think about that, and that was a long running show. That was we had when I was at Kutztown, everyone would come over and we'd have like a 24 watch party and stuff. So I definitely think about that one. And, and Boston Public about that time too in high school. I love that show. So thinking about going back to the beginning. That was an amazing one as well. But uh, there's a, I could, again, we're in the golden age. There's so many great TVs, Mrs. Maisel and uh, yeah. the Gambit. I just thought, I mean, I could go on and on and on. There's so much amazing TV right now. I totally agree. Um, so this one might be a little bit of a touchy one because I don't know <laughs> which one is your preference, but PPR or Superflex? Well, I mean, you could do both, right? You could do a PPR <laughs> Superflex if you like them both, or you could do a non-PPR Superflex, or you could do a lot of variations here. Um, I, my my go-to, 
uh, is is PPR. I'm fine with Superflex too. Um, the league that I format that I created is going deep. We actually do use the Superflex, and that um, I think that you know right now the way the league has evolved with more three and four wide receiver sets, more passing, more talent at wide receiver. Leagues need to actually put more starting slots into their lineups, and more, especially a wide receiver. So, um, you know, I think there's ways to kind of adjust format for sure. And I, I'm, I'm using this as kind of a platform to a little bit here to mention that I'm going to spend a lot of time this offseason, I think, pushing for people to add more wide receiver slots uh, to their league. So uh, consider the campaign underway right now. Uh, it's a pass heavy league. Let's just face it. Oh, yeah, it definitely is. It, that uh, that kind of leveled off a little bit this season. But uh, with the, the draft classes the past couple of years, a wide receiver and with you know, teams like Buffalo and, and Arizona and others using four wide receivers at times, you know, there's just so much talent at that spot and you have good players sitting on benches in fantasy. We want to use these guys, right? So we need to uh, add more wide receiver slots for sure. I'm, I'm with you on that one. So who is your 2020 MVP? Uh, Aaron Rodgers, for sure. We just, uh, actually, we just published a round table at this at ESPN plus talking about this and, uh, most people voted for Rodgers, as you can imagine. He's just been terrific this season. He's best, been the best quarterback in the NFL. And remember, we all spent the offseason talking about how the Packers didn't give him weapons, and he still had a weak supporting cast, and that is true. He's a pretty good offensive line. Um, he has Donfonte Adams, who is elite, no question about it. But otherwise, there's just really not a lot there. He's you know he's making Alan Lazard and Marquez, Marquez Valdez-Scantling and uh, Rob Tun- Tunyon uh, relevant to some extent, so – um, he's done a lot with a little. He's been the most effective quarterback. That team is winning football games despite spending. What? Remember their draft? Remember their draft? They took mm-hmm. a backup quarterback, really a third-string quarterback for this year, a third-string running back, a fullback. I mean, and he's still – he's playing better football. So uh, Rodgers has been terrific this season. I think he deserves it. I har- it's hard to disagree with you on that one. He's just been outstanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for humoring me on the Kelly Green lightning round. I appreciate it. Um, although they've let me down and plenty of fantasy football owners down this season, let's talk a little bit about the potential of the Eagles for fantasy purposes next year. Um, for fantasy football argument's sake, let's assume that there's a quarterback competition this offseason in Philadelphia, and just before your league's about to draft, the Eagles announce their starter. Would you be more inclined to draft Jalen Hurts or Carson Wentz as your fantasy quarterback for the 2021 season, and what would need to happen this offseason for you to feel good about taking that pick? Well, I think anyone that has had either of these players on their team this season knows the answer already, right? It's Jalen Hurts. I mean, in terms of fantasy production, he has been exceptional. In fact, just two weeks ago, he had over 40 points and was the number one scoring fantasy quarterback. We haven't really seen that from Carson Wentz in in quite a while, though. Uh, Obviously, in in 2017, he was fantastic in fantasy. But uh, yeah, it's it's kind of, again, speaking of a new era in football, it is a new era right now in, in fantasy because to be a really good fantasy quarterback, you need to run the ball. And uh, Wentz doesn't do that quite as much as he did early in his career. He did it. A, there was a point this season where he started to run more, but nothing to the extent of Jalen Hurts who can at any given point run for a hundred yards and a touchdown or two. So uh, that's super important in fantasy. And that would allow him look, if he's named the starter, uh, which I think he will be, uh, honestly, if, if he is the starter, I think that uh, he'll be picked in the top 10 or right around that range for sure, just based on what he can do with his legs and and the fact that the Eagles aren't going to go super run heavy with him. They're going to continue to throw the football under Doug Peterson, uh, assuming that he is continues to be the coach. So um, Hertz 
without question, will be the more appealing fantasy quarterback. And hopefully they had some weapons for him. That would make me feel better about him, too. Yeah, maybe in the top uh, 10 of the draft this year, we'll see somebody, I don't know, wide receiver potentially that could definitely help uh, Hertz or Wentz, whoever ends up being uh, the starter next year. So let's assume that Hertz is the starter for next year for the purposes of this question. Do you think he has long-term fantasy football value? Yeah, I mean, as long as he is legit, you know, he's a good player and uh, adds value with his, continues to run the football, which he will. We know he will. Uh, definitely, definitely. In fact, uh, if we knew for sure, let's say he comes out week 17, plays great, and we're just, you know, it's like, okay, he's going to be the starter next year. Uh, he's, you know, he'd probably be a borderline top 10 dynasty quarterback as well. Remember, the guy's mm-hmm. super young. He was a second round pick. A lot of people liked him as a first round prospect. The Eagles specifically wanted him because they were still having nightmares about. Uh, passing on Russell Wilson, you know, almost a decade ago uh, when they knew that they loved him and, and should have made that pick happen. And they did not want to do that again with a guy uh, like Hertz was just unbelievably efficient as a passer and a rusher at Oklahoma. And, and the early signs are that he has the potential to be a very good quarterback. So um, I think there'll be a lot of hype for him if he's named the starter for next season. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, transpires this offseason with the draft and how the roster comes together for uh, potentially a better 2021 uh, Eagles season. I appreciate you so much for coming on the show. That's all we have for today. Uh, Thank you so much to the listeners of The Kelly Green Show. Please subscribe to the Eagles Brawl podcast for future episodes and fly, Eagles, fly. What's going on, everybody? It's Eagles Brawl co-host Connor Miles. I just want to let you know about our partnership with DraftKings. Football is here, and so is your shot at millions. Thanks to our sponsorship with DraftKings, all new players can play for free for millions with your first deposit. So let me just let you know how it works real quick. So you go to DraftKings, and you create your first ever DFS account with DraftKings. You make a deposit, minimum $5, and DraftKings will credit your account with a free entry to numerous of contests that can win you millions just go to dkng.co slash brawlpod to play that's dkng.co slash b-r-a-w-l-p-o-d to play quick act quickly this offer won't be around forever minimum five dollar deposit eligibility restrictions apply see draftkings.com for details and go over there and sign up and support your favorite Eagles podcast, Eagles Brawl. What's going on, everybody? It's Connor Miles, co-host of the Eagles Brawl here. I just want to give a quick shout-out to one of our sponsors. That's Manscaped. Go ahead. The holidays are here. It's time to get your loved ones trimmed, and nicely trimmed, that is, by going to manscaped.com and using promo code BRAWL. That's B-R-A-W-L to get 20% off your order plus free shipping. You know it. He knows it. He needs to trim up. Go to manscaped.com. Get 20% off your order and free shipping when using promo code BRAWL. B-R-A-W-L. Support your favorite Eagles podcast, Eagles Brawl. When purchasing an item off of manscaped.com and also take care of that person you love. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. 
No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.